Inflation is pinching everyone. People want value for their money. And so it's important that with every ad, we're able to get in front of the right people at the right time when they are ready to purchase in market. Customization is definitely a trend that we've seen, you know, contextually relevant or relevant in whatever capacity that is to the user. Things are always changing. And with the current market, we need to make sure that that is at the forefront. But then you think about the social landscape. The research and data is hugely significant. When we combine all of these different touch points. Build that long-term loyalty. And then diving into the clicks to leads to sales. It's gotten to a point where it can drive better results than audience targeting. And really is what's going to set you apart. You're tuning in. You're tuning in. You're tuning in to the How Agencies Thrive podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the How Agencies Thrive podcast. This week, our topic of choice is an inside look at ad spend around the globe, and more specifically in North America, EMEA, and APAC region. In this episode, we're going to be doing a special roundtable with experts from StackAdapt. On deck, we have Karen Segui from North America, Sam Allison from EMEA, and Louise Hutley from the APAC region. We're going to look at programmatic budgets, consumer behavior, buying signals, trends, and everything else that's going on around the globe in advertising. So as always, before we get started, I'd love to hear from our guests to talk a little bit about their role, their experience, and areas of expertise that they have in the programmatic space. So let's get started uh, with you, Karen. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience in programmatic. Thanks, Matt. Hey, everyone. This is Karen. I'm a manager of client services at StackAdapt been at the company for about two years. I've uh, been in programmatic for about six years. Uh, really happy to be here and chat with you about the North American market. Yeah, and my name's Sam. I'm also a manager of client services based out of EMEA. Um, I've been with StockDap for about three and a half years now. I actually started off in North America and in January of 2021, moved over to London to kind of kickstart the expansion of StockAdapt within EMEA. Cool. And my name is Louise. I am also a manager of client services for the APAC region. I've been at StackAdapt around five months now, so I'm the newest member to the team here. Previous to that, I worked in agency holding groups in a digital capacity for about 12 years now. And I think my experience with programmatic dated back to 2011 when programmatic was officially the buzzword whilst I was working in the London office. So excited to still be part of that journey. Perfect. Well, what we'll do for this episode, as I mentioned, we're chatting ahead of time. We have a couple of questions, you know, talking about budgets, consumer behavior, all things programmatic across the globe. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start with those first two questions, take a quick break, and then jump into the latter portion of the episode. So starting out, uh, we'll pass things around the table here. What is the current spend in each of your regions? So MIA, APAC, North America, you know, where's the money going in the programmatic space? And what are we seeing some trends in? Great question, Matt. I can kick this off um, for the North American market. Uh, looking at programmatic specifically, the ad spend last year in 2021 was approximately $158 billion. Um, and this is specifically for display and video formats. Display took a larger piece of the pie there with about $106 billion of the 158 and the remaining going to video. That ad spend is actually forecast to grow year over year as it has over the past few years. Uh, 
the entire size of the pie is forecast to grow from about 158 billion to 196 billion this year in 2022. Of that 196, display is forecast to grow at 22% year over year, um, and video to bit grow a little bit more aggressively at 28%. Again, this is strictly looking at programmatic. Um, if we zoom out a bit and look at overall digital, we're looking at even higher spend levels. Um, that's about $249 billion. Because we're now factoring in search primarily, that also pulls in significant investment in addition to display and video. And if we look at what industries are investing um, here, uh, this year it's mostly retail, CPG, and consumer products in the North American market. And which is why the upcoming holiday season should be quite interesting this year. Yeah, it's a similar story in APAC. Um, 2022 ad spend is forecast to reach around $250 billion. Um, that number is in USD, up 5% from 2021, with digital inevitably fueling much of this growth. The spotlight is really on India, with some recent estimates expecting 16% growth from this market alone. And a lot of that is coming from emerging industries such as edtech, fintech, gaming, and crypto, as, as well as key sporting events and, and some general elections that we've had in a couple of the APAC markets. Similar to the US, we're seeing an increase in time spent online, um, particularly video consumption, which grew significantly over COVID. We're also experiencing inflation, which means the same dollar investments aren't going as far. And despite this, we expect video to continue to gain momentum across the region. However, the measurement challenge needs to be better addressed to justify the investment, particularly in non-clickable environments such as connected TV. If it is ever to take a chunk out of the significant linear TV spend, we continue to see um, in the APAC region. Yeah, um, and then just shifting over to EMEA, we're actually seeing slightly lower than other markets in terms of spend. So we're seeing anywhere when looking at programmatic from about that 75 to 80 billion mark. Um, the leader in that spend actually does come from the United Kingdom. Followed would be Germany, France, and Italy, who have the highest ad spend within that region. Uh, I think a key consideration here is to know where the majority of that spend is coming from. And right now, um, we are seeing about 60% of that spend coming from mobile um, across various channels like display and video, but using mobile as the primary driver of the inventory source. And then very similar to the other two markets, actually, we are seeing an increase within video. Um, in a post-COVID world, we're also seeing, you know, the travel vertical increase, but specifically marrying the two, both travel and video within EMEA, we are, it is projected to see that the video spend uh, within travel uh, goes up by about three times in 2022. Within EMEA, one of the things that's consistently at the forefront of every conversation is GDPR. Um, I would say that's the biggest point of difference uh, in the, when comparing to other markets. Um, obviously, you know, privacy and data and all that is very important in the other markets as well. But within EMEA, it very much is under a microscope of consumers understanding how and why the data is collected. Uh, but not only that, they're very interested in the quality of inventory and where that ad is exactly being placed. Um, so I think that's a major factor as well when considering, you know, ad spend and projections and all that kind of thing. Fantastic. Well, this is 
definitely taught me a lot already at the beginning of this episode. I mean, when when Sam, you and I started working at Stack Adapt a couple of years ago, we were really only working in the North American market. And then there was buzz about GDPR. So it's interesting to see how big of an impact it still has. Um, but, you know, with all this in mind, you know, understanding where the spend is going, some of these channels and verticals, I'm interested to know from from all of you when we talk about consumer behavior and what's actually happening with individuals that are living in these regions or individuals that we're targeting, you know, what are we seeing happening and what would be your informed guess on how this is going to shape the market in the future and hopefully drive more spend or shift spend into different areas? That's a good question, Matt, because consumer behavior and where the consumer chooses to engage does shape the market. And that is a little bit out of our control as advertisers. Recently, we're seeing an affinity towards mobile in the North American market, similar to what Sam is also noticing in the EMEA market. And the numbers speak for that. Two thirds of programmatic video spending here in this market goes to mobile. And we know why that is. Ad dollars go where the impressions are, where the ad impressions are, and where the engagement and return from the consumers is. So one shift we do see in the industry, in the North American market, especially with video, is the increase in connected TV adoption. This year, programmatic connected TV spend will increase by about 39%. Uh, This follows an impressive increase of 82%, which happened last year in CTV spend programmatically specifically. From an agency and an advertiser's perspective, that's very exciting because CTV gives you the opportunity for having your brand present on a larger screen, more or less 100% ad real estate on that screen, uh, and presumably in a personal at-home space where a consumer owns a CTV device. Not only that, your, your brand message is presumably playing next to higher production content um, that has high production quality and it's longer form content. It's a win for, for brands in that sense. And from the consumer's perspective, this affinity to connected TV is driven by just how user-friendly that technology has become. And the boom in CTV content, um, thanks to the pandemic especially, even the large studio-driven content, say from Disney Plus or even Netflix now, they're becoming ads supporting publishers themselves. So this growth, uh, I don't forecast it will slow down anytime soon. To your question specifically about how this will shape the market, well, the blueprint for that stays the same. It's the same as what has shaped the market before. Ad dollars will continue to go where the impressions are, uh, so where the consumer is, and where the consumer chooses to engage with your brand and where you see the return on your advertising. Yeah, and I, I think to build on what Karen's just said, you know, ad dollars do go where the impressions are and consumers are more educated and are now in the driving seat and their time and attention continues to fragment across platforms and changing regulation means that brands can no longer push their message onto consumers in the hope that they will take action. Taking the time to create meaningful value exchange with consumers is, is going to be key in driving future success. Consumers are willing to exchange data in return for something that is valued to them. Um, In fact, they'd probably rather do this than actually pay for content in a lot of cases. And, you know, the success of broadcast TV platforms have had has proven this and they've done a great job over the past um, few years building their people based data assets. 
Um, another kind of interesting area is um, specifically for APAC and, and probably globally too is emerging technology. We're all familiar with QR codes. There's been no escaping them over the past couple of years, but there's a lot of untapped opportunity in, in gaming, audio search, or augmented reality that is yet to be discovered. And consumers are spending more and more of their time with these devices and platforms. So it's only a matter of time before the ad dollars start to follow in there. I couldn't uh, agree more with both of your points. I think it's very much the same thing across the board here. Um, I know I previously mentioned this, but within EMEA, consumers are hyper aware of not only where they're being targeted, but how they're being targeted. Um, so I'd say there are two major trends that we're seeing because of this. The first one is utilizing contextual targeting. Um, so we're all aware and we've all heard, you know, the kind of death of the cookie. But on top of that, when looking at contextual advertising, it actually allows that consumer to be in the driver's seat and have them have ads shown to them that are contextually relevant to them, which really speaks well to us in this market of having that full transparency of exactly where your ad is going to be shown in a contextually relevant environment. Um, this is something that Karen also spoke about, but CTV, we're seeing um, a big spike in CTV within EMEA. Um, historically, CTV was always a little bit behind. Uh, for example, I came from the North American market and, you know, CTV was quite big. And then when we came over to EMEA, that was something that kind of took a backseat. And in recent months, we're seeing it pick up um, a lot more and having users utilize it um, way more than they were even this time last year. Um, and now we're, it's noted that about 60% of users within the UK are using CTV as their primary means of watching television. So I think those two things are definitely trends um, to look out for. If you could point at a few buying signals and trends that you're noticing within your regions, what would they be? I mean, you can think about uh, things that have kind of emerged post-pandemic or things that are on the rise, but a few buying signals from, from each of you would help our listeners sort of wrap their head around um, how they can best emerge into these markets. One trend that I can point to, Matt, is the consumer brand relationship. Um, I think that's more and more in the spotlight now. As, as Lou said, consumers are becoming more aware. So thinking about how you build that consumer brand relationship say, navigating around privacy, data, especially in the North American market, where that is now in the spotlight. How do you maintain that relationship once you've forged it? So how do you keep engaging with your consumers? And then finally, how do you sustain that relationship? Say, brand loyalty in the long run. How do you ensure that? One buying signal I can speak to is a strategic investment in both prospecting new consumers and engaging with the existing ones. In both of these, the key to what makes advertisers or brands successful is generating confidence in your brand from a consumer's viewpoint. So if, if you look at your marketing strategies and you look at all the tactics out there, what it really boils down to is how does my ad or my campaign remind the consumer about my brand? Does it build their trust? Does it build their confidence in my brand? Will I be top of mind when that consumer makes a decision? If the answer to all of those questions is a yes, then your marketing strategy has a shot. Um, if the answer to any of that is a no, then it's time to fine tune that a bit more. 
Yeah, and I, I think all of that applies for the APAC market as well. I, I guess the one thing um, that is is quite distinct in this market is that it's very cost sensitive and clients here are not just focused on the cost per acquisition or, or action, but also the cost of media driving these results. And this poses a challenge in itself as we navigate inflation across many facets of our lives, including the cost of goods and services for the consumers that we're trying to convince to buy, um, not just in advertising. And this is likely true of all global markets, but the race to the bottom is particularly evident in Asian markets. And this teamed with increasing challenges in targeting attribution and measurement means that every dollar needs to be invested with care. The other buying trend we're seeing uh, more and more of here is clients' desire to centralize their buying into one partner. You know, Programmatic has the ability to address, um, to deliver addressable ads across a multitude of channels. And not only does this support single source reporting and measurement, but reflects the resource shortage a lot of our agency partners are experiencing in a post-COVID world. I totally align with both of those points. And I think ultimately because consumers spend mass amounts of time online during COVID, for example, we are now at a stage when the ad is being served to a consumer, it has to be more relevant, right? I think it's the the consumer is more in the driver's seat. They're more aware, they're smarter now that it has to be relevant in order for it to make an impact. Um, So I think because of that, we always need to be taking into consideration the so what factor with each ad that is served to the consumer. So I think things like dynamic um, creative optimization and weather targeting are at the forefront of conversations because by tailoring the ads to each and every consumer, you are effectively answering some a piece, at least, of that so what factor. And um, I think that gives the, the actual consumer who's seeing the ad peace of mind because it is tailored to them. So I think, yeah, just customization is definitely a trend that we've seen, you know, having it be contextually relevant or relevant in whatever capacity that is to the user. Um, On top of that, and I think echoing Lou's point, is inflation. Inflation is pinching everyone. Um, So does that mean that relevant and targeting advertising is more important than ever? I would say so, um, because people want value for their money. Um, And so it's important that with every ad, we're able to get in front of the right people at the right time when they are ready to purchase in market. Because as Lou mentioned and Karen, you know, things are always changing. And with the current market, we need to make sure that that is at the forefront is um, time, timeliness, essentially. And then actually, just one more thing adding on to that. Centralized tracking and cross-channel targeting are all elements that I think are going to help clients plan uh, plan better, reach, have more reach and overall impact um, through various different angles when it comes to their media planning, whether that's ad relevance, ease of use, use of data, and just overall cost as well. Fantastic. Well, what I'll do here is we'll go to our, our last question and then do some of those rapid fire questions I mentioned earlier. But going around the table uh, in our in our typical order that we've had in in over the last twenty minutes, from each of you, what is one tip that you would give somebody who is either listening from or spending in these three regions? What's the best way to succeed, in your opinion? It's a tough question, and obviously this answer is. <laughs> 
going to be the ultimate one. Um, I can share one tip. Uh, paying attention to where the industry is headed is great, but I think paying attention to where the mindset and the headspace of your target consumer is, is also really important. Just understanding where that sentiment lies so that when the ad impression hits, it sticks, uh, especially in the North American market. There's increasingly more awareness among consumers um, about where they're being targeted with ads, how they're being targeted, what data they're providing back. Um, so it's an important time to be aware about that. One way to understand the consumer's mindset and how they feel towards your brand is through first-party data or zero-party data. So if you have the means to collect and own that data, that's something you should be doing. There's also a lot of movement out there uh, with changes in programmatic and us having to adapt to newer methodologies um, in targeting, in attribution, in measurement, you name it. And with that change comes uh, a change in investment as well. So not losing sight of the messaging you're putting out there, um, how that hits or sticks with your consumer and how emotionally intelligent that messaging is. Uh, I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. You know, I actually find it quite difficult to generalize when, when taking APAC as a region, as it is so important to tailor that messaging and understand your audience, um, you know, in a range of diverse markets. However, the, the biggest piece of advice I have for any client is really understanding what you are trying to achieve and matching that to your budget to set realistic KPIs. We work really hard with our clients locally to educate them in the role that programmatic plays in their overall comm strategy and help them identify where their media dollars are spent best. As an industry, we've talked a lot about the eventual demise of the cookie. I know Sam touched on it earlier as well, but more needs to be done to identify and leverage existing data sets to drive marketing efficiency. Um, I've already touched on this, but clients should be focusing on building their own first-party data assets to future-proof their marketing efforts and ensuring this data is collected in a safe and compliant manner to ultimately enhance their consumer experience for good. Yeah, you know what? Very similar across the board in EMEA. Like if you look at Norway, for example, versus Italy or Germany, there's going to be differences in those countries of how how you know each campaign should be run. So it is hard to kind of have a blanket statement. But I think, and this could go back to my kind of roots being from North America. One of the things that I was felt very interested in when I first came over here is. Um, Obviously, as I mentioned, people are very concerned about where their ads are being shown. Um, and that is sometimes the primary KPI for them. You know, they have these you know, conversions or you know, CPC-based campaigns, but at the end of the day, they really want to see exactly where the ad is being served. And I think um, to look beyond that, I think would be a really great, great thing and understand why is that is this domain or this inventory source actually going to move the needle on my campaign just because my ad was served there? Or should I be utilizing things like audiences and different types of targeting um, to really bring home that brand perception and brand awareness of the audience? So I think ultimately, of course, inventory and where your ad is being placed is super important to your campaigns, but there's other elements um, that need to be factored in there as well. And I think um, that is a that is a big education piece that our team really tries to focus on with our clients in various different markets across EMEA and you know exactly where programmatic sits and kind of 
the beauty of programmatic and how they're able to get you on all of these in other inventory sources and to really utilize um, what programmatic is all about. Um, while also, you know, keeping in mind GDPR and brand safety and all of that, those things, of course. Well, Karen, Louise, Sam, let's end on a fun note here. I have one final question that each of you go around the table here. Um, whether it's a, um, a marketing season that's passed or one that's coming up in each of the regions you're working in, what is your favorite marketing season? And tell us why. For me, speaking, speaking to North America, it has to be the last quarter of the year. It's the big holiday season. It's festive from a consumer's perspective. And it's competitive from an advertiser's perspective. And I think that competition for advertisers and brands keeps them on their feet with their strategy, with their messaging, um, and making sure they stand out among the crowd. So for me, it'll be Q4. Yeah, I think similar for me, except for I'm going to um, focus on Christmas. Whilst this is a Christian celebration, KFC's advertising in Japan made fried chicken at Christmas a celebrated event, which I personally loved. And it's also fun to see the difference between the Northern and Southern Hemisphere ads. Nothing really quite prepares you for that sunny Christmas day. Yeah, I mean, I think Q4 across the board is always, you know, a big one in advertising, regardless of where you are. So similar trends here. And, you know, um, Amia has really adopted that Black Friday sale kind of festive holiday season in that way as well when it comes to advertising. So very exciting and lots going on uh, with that. But I guess personally, one that I love now is clearing dates in in the UK, which uh, sounds, if you're not familiar, because I, for one, was not prior to moving here, but um, essentially with universities and things like that, they have different dates and different kind of like requirements and the way that they, you know, get those users or get those students, I should say, into the university. So we run a lot of clearing date, clearing date, campaigns uh, within the higher education sector, which for me have personally been really fun just because, you know, it's just a whole new thing versus how it is done in North America. So just in addition to Q4, I would say that is one of my favorites. Very interesting. Well, to the three of you, thank you so much for joining the episode. Um, to all of our advertisers and brands who are listening, whether you're in North America, MIA or APAC, we hope that you took away some key insights from this episode. But until next time, this has been the How Agencies Thrive podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the How Agencies Thrive podcast. If you like what you heard, then there's three things that you can do to support the show. Number one, subscribe. Number two, leave us a review. And number three, Share our podcast on social media or with anyone who might find value in this content. If you have questions or feedback or just want to learn how agencies and brands work with StackAdapt, you can find us at stackadapt.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.